you know we're going to talk gas prices again, right? Of course, with these high gas prices, more and more of us are thinking about maybe making that jump to EVs, to electric. But for many, there, of course, is range anxiety. Wondering if you're running low on a charge, are you going to be able to uh, find somewhere that you can get a quick and convenient uh, charge? And by the way, potential EV owners or those that do have EVs now, they're not the only ones that have got maybe a bit of range anxiety or worries and concerns. Because now Canada's biggest automakers, they are asking the federal government for more details on plans for EV charging stations as they ramp up production to try to meet sales targets. And joining us now for more on that is Kenneth Bocour, host of the EV Revolution Show on YouTube. Hey there, Kenneth. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here as always. So yes, are some of the biggest automakers, do they have the same concerns as UI and others here when it comes to being able to charge your EV? They do, as they continue to ramp up their plans of building more electric vehicles this decade. Uh, they have consumer feedback saying, well, we'd love to buy an EV, but where are we going to charge it? Mm-hmm. So where are we right now when it comes to uh, charging and where do we need to be? Can you put this in some sort of perspective for us? Because, you know, I think a, a lot of us uh, casually, maybe if you've been uh, back to work and you're parking, you might notice there's, oh, look, an EV station in my parking garage, or you've noticed it uh, maybe somewhere uh, else. But it seems to be kind of hit and miss. Uh, where are we right now when it comes to the ability to recharge your EV here in the province? Well, we're not in that bad shape, Jeff. We have about 16,000 or so charging points that are available uh, in Canada. Uh, I don't have the Ontario numbers, but the bulk of those numbers, charging stations are going to be in Quebec, Ontario, and BC, where most of the EV adoption has occurred. So there's going to be a good number of those here in Ontario. Um, across Canada, there's a, there's under 300,000 plug-in vehicles or EVs that are out there today. Um, that creates a ratio of about one uh, plug per 53 EVs. And if we compare that to gas pumps, which we think we see all the time and they're on every corner, but with the sheer number of internal combustion vehicles out there, um, that equates to about one gas pump for every 340 uh, vehicles. So we actually do have more EV charging stations today than we have EVs on the road. And when we start looking at some of the federal mandates for growth for EVs, I think that ratio of EV per plug is actually going to even get better. Okay. So does the Canadian Vehicle Manufacturers Association, do they have a point, and by the way, they represent Ford, GM, Stellantis, amongst uh, others. Do they have a point here that uh, they really uh, deserve to see and consumers deserve to see and need to see a plan when it comes to EV charging in order to inspire confidence and get to these sales targets that the federal government has laid out? It's definitely warranted for them to be asking the federal government to provide more details I think we mentioned this a few episodes ago that the Liberals had promised to build 50,000 more chargers by the end of uh, 2026 across Canada, but there hasn't been a detailed plan. So definitely, I think those automakers and consumers, we'd all like to see that detailed plan with some timelines and where these chargers are going to be laid out. But I do want to just let consumers who are listening know that there are already cross-Canada networks. So, you know, I mean, if you're a Tesla driver, Tesla has their supercharger infrastructure. You can go pretty well coast to coast on that. You could go coast to coast on Petro Canada, and you can go for a lot of the, the larger populated provinces here in central, the west, and a little bit in the east through the Electrify Canada network. So there is the ability today to do some substantial driving 
one thing I think we do need to pressure these uh, network providers is for them to encourage to keep their networks uh, uptime more operational, because I do get reports of people who are, let's say, driving across Canada in the summer and they want to take a trip and they go to Petro Canada and it's not working. So there needs to be some emphasis done on that. That's a good point. Uh, how much of a barrier is this to EV sales? Because you and I have talked in the past as well about this, uh, Kenneth, and the majority of charging for EVs is done at home. You get to, you know, uh, something put in your uh, garage, you get a, a new setup, uh, a new charging uh, station put in your garage, and generally that's where people are charging their EVs overnight. That is absolutely correct. Home charging is plentiful. Once you install, let's say you spend you know, 1500 to three grand to install all the equipment and get everything you need, you make that money back pretty fast in your gas savings. You know, most EVs, if, you, if they can drive about 400 kilometers, it'll cost you about six bucks to do that 400 kilometers. And if the Ontario government does come down the line with their ultra low charging rates that they talked about, even going lower than eight and a half cents down to two and a half cents, that 400 kilometer charge could cost you a double double from Tim's. So it's really cheap. You just have to make that infrastructure for people that live in condos and apartments and other street parking where it could be challenging. You do need to figure out what's in your area, what kind of costs are involved. And you said, Jeff, at the top of the show, the segment, that there are charging stations everywhere. Sometimes we don't even see them. They're in malls, they're in libraries, they're in public community buildings that you can go and get a couple of hour charge on. But definitely home charging is kind of the golden nugget here for getting EV adoption. So I don't think the public infrastructure is as big as an EV uh, barrier to adoption as people might think. I think right now it's availability for EVs. Clearly the want is there. Okay, but is the barrier really, is it uh, charging uh, stations or is it time to charge? Because I would think that is something that a lot of people just quite aren't sure about. And the fact that uh, if I buy an EV, that's just something else I got to plug in. As a matter of fact, I came in here to the studio this afternoon. I opened up my laptop. I forgot to plug that in and I was on like 5% power. So now I'm desperately trying to uh, get that charged up in uh, full power for the second hour of our uh, show. And here we are, you know, talking about making sure we have our cars uh, plugged in. And if we are low, how long is it going to take to charge up my EV? It's a great question. So uh, the charging infrastructure continues to evolve from a technology perspective. There are faster charging rates that the cars are coming with now, especially newer vehicles that you're buying from this year moving forward. Used to be 50 kilowatt as kind of a number thrown around. Now it's 100 to 150 as the minimum. The bigger the number, the more power you, that your vehicle draws, the faster your charging times. So for fast charging times, it's not uncommon to see somebody going from 10 to 80 percent in anywhere from 20 to 30 to 35 minutes. That's on a DC fast charge. If you're going to level two charge, like something you would do at home or you plug into a shopping mall charger or, or a library or something that's offered rec center, then if you were going to charge overnight, it could take six to eight hours on a level two, depending on the size of your battery. Uh, I think what happens is people get into the habits, just like they do with their cell phones and other devices. They plug their vehicles in overnight. They wake up with the level of charge that they want to get out the door the next day. But, but the actual uh, fast charging times tend to be around 20 to 30 minutes. All right, here with Kenneth Bocour, host of the EV Revolution Show. Just in our final minute here, Kenneth, wanted to ask you about the story that's making headlines when it comes to driving this afternoon. One Ontario driver warning others about a license plate renewal because uh, you no longer need the sticker, but you still have to check in and renew your license, and this is something that's uh, been lost on some people. 
Yeah, it's a great article. I had a, had a good chuckle reading it, actually. Um, you know, it's unfortunate that the government's communication wasn't clear enough, uh, or a lot of people didn't think it was. So even though there were a lot of refunds that were issued by the provincial government's MTO for license plate renewal, it didn't mean that you don't still have to go and renew your sticker. That requirement is legally it's something that all drivers, all car owners have to do, um, it, it, whether it's a one-year period or two-year, depending on how long you buy your renewal stickers for. And unfortunately, uh, this um, vehicle owner um, neglected to understand that, and, and unfortunately, he got pulled over because his ticket had expired. And I, I know people that that's happened to as well. So it's unfortunate, I think, that the province just kind of muddied the communication a little bit and didn't really clarify enough with enough clarity that residents would still need to renew their plates. Right. You still got to uh, check in with the MTO because uh, part of renewing those plates is to make sure there's no outstanding fines that need to be paid, that sort of thing. Correct. Yeah. Uh, outstanding you know, parking tickets or vehicle fines for other, uh, other things. Also 407 come into play. Uh, MTO works with the 407 ETR so that if you have outstanding uh, fees that you owe them, and they can disallow you from uh, giving you the the renewal if you uh, don't pay that up. All right, good reminder for drivers because it's uh, close to a five hundred dollar ticket if mm-hmm. you're caught Pretty without uh, yeah renewing that license. Kenneth, appreciate it as always. Thanks so much for this. Thanks, Jeff. Take care. You too, Kenneth Bocour, host of the EV Revolution Show on YouTube here in the Jeff MacArthur Show. Stay with us. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.